Welcome to the Rooted Tomorrow podcast. This is episode nine. I am your host, Jafon. And I am your host, Teeny. Hello, Teeny. Hello, Jafon. This is a very important, important conversation today. But before we get into the conversation, for those of you who are first time listeners or have listened to all nine episodes up to this point, this podcast is a resource for parents to have conversations gain new perspectives, and encourage you as you continue down this incredible path of parenthood. And incredible it is. Yes, incredible and sometimes a little bit stressful. I mean, just a little bit, not like a lot. It's probably like doesn't even actually measure, which brings me to the question for this episode, which I will direct towards you, Tini. Yes, sir. What was a recent experience that you had parenting that caused you stress? Is this a joke? I am like the most overstimulated, stressed out parent there ever is. So like literally every day of my life. No, I'm just kidding. Kind of. Um, The most stressful one recently. That didn't sound like you were kidding. That sounded really serious. That's my confession. No, I've got, I am pretty overstimulated. Um, The most stressed I've been lately would probably have been, oh, dang. I don't know. I just feel like my day-to-day is pretty stressful, honestly. I don't know. I feel like I stress a lot about a lot of things. So I guess the most- Come on. We need need something more specific. (laughs) Like, what is an experience? Okay. Doesn't have to be, like, monumental. The most recent one I can think of is just, like, making sure that my kids are on par- educationally. That is something I stress out about probably more than I should, but it's always a stress factor for me, making sure that they are caught up in their curriculum, that they're understanding, that they're on par with their peers, making sure. Okay. But it's summertime right now. So I mean, what is that? I'm still constantly What's an experience that like you have, you, you've gone through? Swimming lessons? I don't know. I think for me, like it's every day. Every day I'm stressing about different things. Like, And yeah, it is the summer, but that still is a thing. It's like you want to make sure that your kid's not losing all of their education over the That's summer. True. So it is still a thing. Are you making this up? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just Am I stressing you out? <laughs> yeah. The most stress I've been was pushing record on today's podcast. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> um, so... The most recent experience for me, I'll be very specific. I'm not going to speak in generalities here, just all over the board. Very simple. Baby J walks a lot now, which means his territory in the living room and kitchen has expanded. He does not want to stay in one place. So I thought it was very clever to move the like bar stools um, and the little armoire thing to prevent him. I think that's what it's called, armoire. The seat thing that where you put your feet up. I thought it was very good to like. I don't think that's what it's called. <laughs> okay. It's not the armoire. It's the uh, whatever you put your feet up A on. Footrest. Foot sure. That's, yeah, we'll go with that. But I positioned that like up against our counter and the bar stools, thinking I was so cool. And he was playing with his little airplanes. And like I, I was acting like I was chasing him. He took off running, fell. Didn't fall on the floor, which he would usually do, embrace himself. 
he fell directly onto the footrest of the bar stool that I put there. Busted his bottom lip. I was so upset. I wanted to throw those things off of our balcony and never see them again. What about when Esther scratched baby Jay? And also a stressful <laughs> experience was our cat that thinks she runs the house, decided to pop baby Jay in the face two times, deep claw in his cheek and in his forehead. And I hit her so hard with the slipper. Like, she's still she's still walking in circles. No, no I'm she's not. <laughs> we don't abuse our animals here, but that was also stressful. Yeah, so that is your stress, and this also can show the different stress levels of different ages. That would be very stressful for me. It's making sure my kid is on par educationally right now. One of them, Jack, literally is a he stresses me out every day. He jumps off of everything. I'm worried he's going to end up having a broken arm or. I saw, sorry, sidestep. I saw this post on Facebook and it was like, no one told me raising kids was like raising a mini Johnny Knoxville. And when I heard that, I read that, I immediately related it to Jack because it is, it is in fact <laughs> identical to that. That's so funny. So as we know, stress leads to a word that starts with a B and I ain't going to curse. And that <laughs> word is burnout. Okay. I don't curse. I'm so <laughs> today's episode will be how do we as parents prevent burnout? Really like realizing all of these challenges that we face every day, just simply being a parent, whether we're a working parent, whether we're a stay at home parent, whether it's somewhere in between, like how do we begin to find balance and recognize, like to find this little piece of calm in the, the chaos <laughs> of, of raising children? So just a quick reference here. The Dictionary of Psychology defines burnout as physical, emotional, and mental exhaustion accompanied by decreased motivation, uh, lowered performance or expectations, and negative attitudes towards oneself and others, which I think we could see that if we are walking around burnt out as a parent, it not only impacts us or our loved ones, but it has a immediate impact on the children or the kids that we're raising. Would you agree with that, Teeny? Yeah, absolutely. It's like that saying, like, you can't fill up others' cup without yours being full. I'm sure that's not the actual saying, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, that is. That is actually it's like saying. like if from... your cup is empty, you cannot fill everyone up. Or like the face mask thing, like on the airplane, you got to put your face mask on before you can save other people. So, yeah, I agree completely. What? Nothing. Okay, so (laughs) how does burnout, how do you think that burnout manifests in the lives of parents? Depression. Do you think that it's (laughs) depression, extreme? By the way, we are not, we we are not uh, medical professionals here. No, we're not. Um, I do think it manifests in just like how How, you interact. how, how, How does that happen though? Well, you're constantly, for me personally, as a stay-at-home mom, I feel like it's being just like pulled in all different directions. And as someone who already suffers from anxiety, that does like, it almost sends me into like a paralysis state. When I am stressed, burnt out, overstimulated, exhausted, I go into a state of just like, like ignoring, like I would rather just like do nothing and I can't cook, I can't clean. I have no motivation. My kids, 
I'm short with them. I'm short with my husband. I am, I'm like done. And I know that that, when that happens, that I have not been prioritizing my needs and what I need to do as well. And it's hard to do that when you're literally home and you're constantly giving and giving and giving to everybody else. It's hard to balance that of like, like what I need, which. Yeah, self-care. Yeah, we have helped, like we've gone obviously trial and error. We've had kids for now eight years. And one thing I was actually talking to my cousin about this is like during the week, especially during school, summer is a little bit more lenient, but during the week, during school and sports, I get like, I feel like I'm stretched so thin. Like I'm going here, I'm going there. I'm always in the car. I'm going to all these events. But one thing that has helped us in our household is like, because you also don't want to be like eating out a ton either. Like that's another thing. So like for us specifically, Monday through Friday, we do our best to eat at home. Like, and that's like my responsibility obviously is like to put together what we're going to eat Monday through Friday, but on, and like chores, like I do all my chores, chores during the week. But on the weekend, that's also my time off. So it's like we're usually eating out, going out to dinner on the weekends. And I do not touch laundry. I do not touch dishes. Our house may look like a disaster. And then Monday, we do a Monday reset and we clean up. And that has helped me not feel... Have some time. Well, yeah, not feel like I'm like overloaded, right? Like I'm able to like... Like that's what I look forward to. It's like, okay, now it's the weekend. Like we're going to enjoy our time with dad. We're not going to focus on cleaning and being uh, like so anal about having everything in the right place and then we'll resume on Monday and that's kind of helped me have that balance do you know that somewhere I don't know exactly where it said that a stay-at-home parent works the equivalent of 90 hours a week yes I do know that. I so know. that is that's like two full-time jobs that's so imagine what, like, then if you're like that's what it ended up being <clears throat> So imagine like, especially for single parents there or somebody who doesn't have a partner or a spouse who like really is, I mean, everybody's different. It can be, I mean, it gets overwhelming for, for me yeah. and Elise. And some of the symptoms that really come from being burnt out are some things that you mentioned, Tini. It's like irritability, um, lack of sleep. I, how many people have ever like I finally have some time. I'm going to stay up. And then you're up to like one and then or later. And then you wake up at like six when the kids wake up and then you're Me. even more irritated. I literally do that. That's okay. when I binge watch my shows. Well, get to bed earlier, please. Do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, other signs, overwhelm, anxiety, crying spells, mental clutter, all those type of things, emotional distancing, parental ineffectiveness and then escape ideation. So those are just some things to be aware of. And if you can become aware of those signs of burnout or overwhelm or super stressed out, we can lean then in towards what, uh, towards what Tini just mentioned, and that's self-care. And that's like ensuring that you have certain aspects in your life or in your day designed to help you feel better physically, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, because that benefits you and definitely the kids as well. For sure. So what do what you, you say about that, Tini? What do you do for self-care, Jay? Um, yeah, so that's a good question. No. <laughs> uh, so being in nature is always big. Even as a family, if we get out and go on a walk and stuff like that, that is huge just to get out of like the house or... Well, yeah, self-care like, doesn't have to be, like, I think a common misconception is self-care has to be, like, done by yourself. 
yeah, it doesn't have to be done by yourself, though there are certain aspects that I enjoy doing, like going golfing, I enjoy. That's where I was getting at. But also, like, going out in nature with your family, like, that can also be, like, just breaking up, like, the mundane of, like, the routine of everyday life. Like, for us, we also, like, we love going camping. That's one of our favorite things. So it's, like, just getting out as, like, a family unit and breaking up your your stressful day-to-day routine can also be counted as, like, self-care. Yeah, another big thing is to have conversations with people that like you love and appreciate because always when I talk to people that I I love, it adds to the day. It never takes away from the day. That's so sweet. And so talking to myself often. uh, (laughs) No, I'm just joking. (laughs) But yeah, you know, and while simultaneously for those of you who may remember those of you who don't we went through the IVF process to uh, get baby J our little son and so also remembering like just gratitude and appreciation realizing that I mean all of this even the chaos was a year and a half ago I would have given anything for it you know and so to keep that like mindful perspective has been extremely big yeah and I think and we've mentioned it before, but also just like re- remembering that like this time and this chaos is only a phase and it's only a small blip in the grand scale of life. That also helps. Yes. And what also helps is asking for help if you have people who can help. Which is the hardest thing for me to do. I hate doing that. Yeah. I definitely would well, rather. You're, you're in a good place where you have people who can help. I do. And I'm very grateful, but i honestly just recently started like feeling like okay like I need to make sure I'm asking for assistance like if I need help babysitting or if I need help I don't know taking a kid to baseball or something being able to reach out and ask for help yeah I mean I think that that's huge and that's one thing that when we do have help it's so it makes such a difference. I mean, we were in Atlanta, I think just this last weekend, seeing some friends and we stayed at their their place and um, they watched Baby J as we went out. We went out to dinner, which was really, really nice because going out to restaurants with a 15-month-old baby is hectic. Um, he does not want to sit, so you're pretty much like taking turns to sit at the table by yourself eating food. <laughs> um so to have that help, like to go out to dinner and then also just the next morning, like I said, they woke up and um, took baby Jay and we could sleep in like an extra hour and a half, which made such a massive difference. So having those like a good support system is is huge, but not everybody has that. No, nope, they don't. Honest. Yeah. What do you think are some strategies then that you can begin embracing to help minimize your burnout? If it happens, I'm not saying it's their team, but what are some things that that you think that you could begin prioritizing so that your stress lessens? And I don't like to see my little sister stress. So when you're stressed, just know it stresses me out. So if you want me to be stressed, continue. I, it's gotten less and less as my kids have gotten older and more dependent, independent. Like they, I don't, I feel like it's gotten... a lot easier for me to deal with my burnout. But like I said, for me, it was like having those conversations with my husband and being like, let's have this routine of, you know, I don't mind being the house manager Monday through Friday, but on the weekends, it's like, we're not like I'm off. 
having that conversation and being open and communicating that has made a huge difference. And then also another thing was I consider myself to be fairly like athletic. And so for me, it was like getting back into a gym routine. And we luckily have an amazing gym out here that has childcare. And that has been a game changer for me personally, is being able to go and like, my kids can go and play for two hours and they love it and they have so much fun. And the gym daycare workers are amazing and the kids love it. So being able to go put them somewhere that I trust while being able to focus on myself for even just a couple hours in the day, because I think you can only use it for two hours, but having a two hour break of just like being able to nourish my body with exercise and going to the sauna. And if I want, I can even get a smoothie and drink that in peace. So that's, that's so nice. also been like a huge, <clears throat> a huge game changer for me personally. So recommend that. Do you go to the gym by yourself or do you go with your friends? Both. But I do have a group of friends that we usually try to go with on, like we have a routine that we try to stick with. But if they don't go, then I still go because it's, again, like that's a good break in the day for me. Do you take both the boys there? In the summer, I do. Okay. During the school year, Ollie is at school usually when I go. But Jack loves it. Like Jack will beg to go to the gym. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you have one of those, and it's reasonably priced, like that's the other thing, because I know that's a huge issue is like, oh, I, you know, I can't afford to go and have a babysitter every single weekend or something, but we've built in my gym membership into our monthly budget. So it's like that. It's like for us out here in Vegas, it's 30 bucks a month. Both kids get it. That is so cheap. It's great. And it's like a beautiful, clean gym and we go and have fun and I'm able to just relax and I trust like a lot of the gym workers there have been there since Jack was born because that was when I first signed up and it's been good did you take Jack when he was little I did I did I'm just asking I'm asking everybody I'm asking for myself that's why yeah no I took Jack I think they take him as early as I think it's like nine weeks or ten weeks Jeez. but yeah I took Jack I think I started him when he was like three or four months because I was paranoid about germs but Yeah. And a lot of, like I said, a lot of them have been there since he was there. So that makes me also feel comfortable because I know that they obviously are taking care of their employees. And when you have happy employees, they're happy to work with your kids. And now that Jack's older and like they have at their gym daycare, they have it separated. So like the babies are over here and the bigger kids are over here. And I think that it makes total sense for like moving your body is huge for relieving stress. But I think Speaking from my own personal perspective now, um, sometimes even the thought of having to go work out becomes stress-inducing because you're like, how do I carve this into my day? But I think what you're getting at is just like make time for it. Yeah. And I, I need to really, Elise and I have been talking a lot about it because I think that that's just so huge. Like our bodies weren't made to sit for 24 hours and like walk from one room to another and then sit and then walk from one room to another, like really moving our body that gets like our energy moving. It helps everything helps Uh us with our sleep. So I think that that's a a huge, huge thing that that all of us could maybe even reflect on and say like, have I been, have I been using my body (laughs) in in the proper way? And even like your point to like what you were saying in our last episode, like even just like feeding your body, 
good food. Like I know I'm not the best at it because I do enjoy my sweets and my processed food. But I do know that when I am eating better and working out, I feel better, which then translates over to my kids, right? Like they're getting a better version of me because I am feeling healthier and I'm feeling better. So all it's like stems from like one thing and it's like you can a lot of change and a lot of positive can happen from one simple act. Right, right. So if we think of like the physical aspects of minimizing burnout, working out, eating healthy, um, that can help trigger better sleep. So that's the physical aspect. The emotional aspect, maybe having those connections with like friends and loved ones, people who genuinely care about you and having these conversations if you need help or just somebody to kind of vent to or get inspiration or advice from is huge on the uh, emotional uh, side. And then if we think of the mental side, because that's often where things run like wreak havoc is in our own minds, our thoughts and how we're interpreting situations, thinking about what happened last week, thinking about what's going to happen in the, the days to come. And I think that's where the whole aspect of mindfulness comes in and just like finding something that works with you. Meditation, Journal. prayer, journaling, walking in nature, like taking deep breaths, yoga, which is both physical, mental, and spiritual kind of all intertwined into one. But finding these things just to ensure that you're hitting on like those three aspects, physical, emotional, mental, and then I think all of those direct towards the spiritual aspect as well, from my perspective, that is. Yeah, no, that's good, Jay. I agree. So any like words of wisdom before we finish this episode out, Tini? I think just my words of wisdom is find what works for you. And once that, once you figure that out, roll with it and keep it consistent, keep it a part of your day. Because even like there was a very long period of time where I wasn't super active, even though I do, as I was growing up and the, the change that I've seen from me being not active to being active, I've seen a world of a difference just in the way I communicate, not even just with my kids, but like with my husband. And so it's like when you find what works for you to stick with it, even on the days that it seems hard. So like even on the days that I don't want to get up and go to the gym or, you know, I'm feeling a little depressy that day. I know that if I continue that pattern and that schedule and that routine, that I know the outcome is going to be better than the alternate. I agree with that. And there are two quotes that I will share and then we'll we'll bring our, our time to a close. First, I think it's from Seneca or maybe Marcus Aurelius. And he said, men and women suffer more in imagination than in reality. So our minds are often the things that are creating the very stressors that we then look out into the world and say, well, that's going to stress me out. And then the second one is, um, um, I can't remember off the top of my head and I just had it. I, hold on, hold on, hold, hold, hold that thought, hold it, hold it, hold that thought. Men and women are more disturbed. Oh, men and women are, are more disturbed based on the opinion of what happens to them than what actually happens to them. So our opinions of what is taking place, which is kind of in alignment with that first quote, like we create these things in our mind that add so much stress. And we can let that go and we can use our minds to create less stress, especially when we're going down this journeying of, of parenthood 
and realizing like, is it really that stressful that the baby won't go down for a nap? I'm talking to myself now. <laughs> it's not really that stressful, but <laughs> I tend to make it extremely stressful. Anyways, I'm done. No, I, I like that, Jay. Good job. Good quotes. God, I could remember it. It was somewhere in the archives. Oh, gosh. All well, perfect. to bring our time to a close, please remember to follow us on our socials, Rooted Tomorrow. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. We really, really appreciate those. And if you have anything you would like to share with us, story, conversation piece, a topic for the future, you could visit us at rootedtomorrow.com. And as we always say, what you do today creates tomorrow. Be good. Be phenomenal. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, guys.